Hey, yo, you already know what time it is. So, guys, I know everybody's been like, yo, when you gonna bring a guest? When you gonna bring a guest? Well, guess what? I got a guest, and we about to hit it off with some tamale vibes. And we got winter. You know what winter is already. You know when winter hits? Y'all want the tamale? Y'all want the, um, what is it called? Um, Tamal ranchero, champurrado. Tempurado, yeah. Tempurado. Uh, uh, arroz con leche. So, all I need to know is let the man introduce himself because I'm. Not, I don't think I'll do. I'll do justice. Go for it. Let him know, bro. Well, thank you. Um, thank you, David, for um, inviting me to your podcast. It's my pleasure to share some some time with you and some of my to share some of my experience with you. My name is Israel. I'm. Uh, I'm Mexican and I run a tamale business in the Bronx. We've been in business for seven years. And uh, like I said, our my business name is City Tamale and we make tamales and other uh, Mexican uh, dishes. And we are located in Hunts Point, 1316 uh, Oak Point Avenue in Hunts Point. Uh, yeah, that's my brief introduction. Nah, that's cool, bro. But when he said Hud's Point, guys, we talking about the Hud's Points. If you were back in the days when people used to have the runs, I'm not talking about runs to the bathroom. I'm talking about race car races because they cracked down a lot on the, on, the, on the illegal race cars out there in Hud's Point. But that shit used to be popping, especially back still, up there. It still happens. Oh, word? Still, they're still racing from time to time. Or just, you know, just doing wheelies there. Yeah, it's just fun. I love the Bronx. I love Hunts Point. Yeah, but the Bronx is different, B. You already know. And if you can make it out there, bro, you can make it anywhere. Because the Bronx out of all five boroughs is tough, B. I don't care what nobody says. The Bronx is a different atmosphere. Agree? <laughs> it's definitely different. You know, each borough has their own personality. I love the Bronx. But, you know... It grows into you. Uh, the community is strong in the Bronx. People, people love free, being from the Bronx. I mean, it's just different. Each borough has their own personality, but the Bronx is beautiful for sure. Nah, I agree with you. And if you don't know, Bronx is the only one connected to the mainland in the That's state right. of New York. Yeah. So everybody else is an island. If you didn't know, every other all the other four boroughs are islands. The Bronx is the only one connected to the state of New York. I guess you can see that as an advantage in case of... Yep, floods. Yeah, I didn't want to say that, but, you know, it can happen, and the Bronx is the... That's what I mean. It's the reality. The Bronx are the only ones that are going to be able to run to uh, upstate New York or something like that. I agree with you, and that's that's the reality. That's the reality. It is what it is, bro. I, I can't swim. I probably drown and shit, but it's all good. But with that said, I do want to know, right? Uh-huh. So established in the Bronx. As you can see in the background, guys, if you're watching us through um Spotify, a different way to start your day. It is a different way. My man took this thing that used to be a winter dish and made it or uh, a holiday. So Christmas. So either Christmas, Thanksgiving, parties, but he brought it to an everyday occasion, which is dope. I went there the first time. 
I, I forgot to tell him I was coming through. I got my order. I got a bunch of tamales. My first experience, it was amazing. Like his tamales don't taste the same as everybody else. I'm gonna tell you that. His tamales are still soft after three days. So traditional tamales, if you don't know, guys, if you eat it the following day, most likely that tamale is going to be hard. Agree or disagree, bro? Yeah, I mean, there is, uh, I mean, you know, there's different ways of making tamales. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we try to make good tamales for sure. That's what we specialize in. And, uh, you know, let me tell you just a little bit about me, uh, so how I got started in the food business. You know, as an immigrant, most jobs for uh, people that immigrated to New York, you know, we find ourselves working in the restaurant industry. So that's how I started. I started washing dishes, uh, busing tables, serving tables. And, uh, and uh, you know, all in, I've been in the food business for over 15 years now. And uh, 20, we established the business in 2014. And um, that's when we started cooking tamales. So when it comes down to tamale, right, I'm pretty sure you're not going to give the secret, but I know your, your way you make your tamales are different. And then I see it says gluten-free, right? Yeah. And kormasa. All, all the tamales gluten-free? All of them except the, the one with mole. Uh, <laughs> no, there. to be honest, there is no secret ingredient. Like I would say the, the only secret ingredient that there is in there is that we care about the product. We care about food. Uh, and that's really very important for any business or for, for anything that you do in life, right? You really have to care about anything that you do because that's how you, that's how you uh, get good at something, right? If you're passionate about it, uh, it's going to show in the end product. Like us, we sell tamales. Uh, and it's because we care about food. We care about good food. We we enjoy eating delicious food. That's that's how you know it's our responsibility to make good tamales. What how, what would it? How would it speak of us if if we are in the food industry and we are making uh well not so great tamales, right? We try to make the best tamales we can using what's available to us. At this moment in here in New York, we we do have a lot of plans for for the future, right? How we're gonna make tamales, how to improve our product. But at this moment, when you're starting from when you're building brick by brick, when you're starting from zero, you gotta use what's available, any any resources that can help you um get started, you know, get the, get some traction so that you can continue building as as you learn a little bit more about the industry. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? So to bring it up to you guys. So when you go to City Tamales, it ain't just your regular tamales. Because when you buy tamales, everybody just goes, buys tamales, bring it home, right? But there's a spin to his tamales, right? Never in my wildest thought that I ever think about adding, well, cream, yes. But like eggs, like he has a dish, right? It's called tamales tamale ranchero. ranchero. That is one tamale. Yeah, right. One tamale inside, right? Yeah. Let me let me tell you about Yo, that. Break that down for them, bro. So let me tell you about the tamal um, ranchero. That's one of our best sellers, a city tamale. How that came about? Well, you know, traditionally, 
in Mexico, we eat tamales right out of the husk. No problem. But we live in New York. We got to do things different, right? We always want something more. So as Mexicans, we are used to eating tamales just plain like that. But in New York, you know, you're not just dealing with Mexicans. You're dealing with all types of ethnicities and cultures and people from all walks of life. So we had to make it interesting. So we we continue to do some of the traditional uh, recipes, but then we added a twist. So because we added a twist because people were requesting it. We just listened to what people wanted. And the fact that we've been in the restaurant business for so long also, you know, gave us a lot of uh, creative, creative uh, freedom, I guess. And, you know, we just put one and two together and that's how that dish came about. You know, I love eggs in the morning. I love tamales in the morning. Put it together. Why not? And uh, it's one of our best-selling dishes, especially when the tamales just came out of the oven. That's uh, that's when um, they're at the at the best time to eat. No, but I gotta say, and it fills you up. Believe it or not, just one tamale, that that ranchero tamale does fill you up. Like I saw it, right? I'm like, I'm good. And that and that same day, you know, I stopped by this. That was the second time. So the second time I stopped by is when I when um I had the pleasure to come in and eat the tamale ranchero, right? Right. I personally thought I was like, all right, cool. But that day I think I also bought a load of tamales because I was um visiting family. So I'm thinking I'm gonna be able to eat that and I'll eat some more. And then he had dulces, so sidetrack. So he had tamales dulces, right? So I have a weakness for tamales dulces, right? I had one of those, then I had the ranchero. By the time I was done with that ranchero, I had to throw in the towel. And <laughs> I couldn't take it. Like, I'm like, nah, B, I'm good. I mean, yeah, it's it's like eating a pretty big um, plate of home fries with bacon and eggs. It's like that, you know? Nah, it's better, bro. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's different. It's different. It's a different way to start your day. You know, you know that's why we chose our slogan to be that, a different way to start your day. Because when you live in New York, what are you used to when you go to work? Stop at the deli, you get a bacon and cheese with ketchup, salt and pepper, uh, some pancakes. Now we wanted to do things different. We wanted to offer uh, our guests a, a, a different option instead of having something like a bacon and cheese spice up your morning try something like a tomato ranchero a little bit of heat some eggs but now you're changing things up with a tamale in there you know different flavor for those that are always looking for something new it's definitely something to consider for sure and then on top of that right he also does not sell tamales, right? They also sell empanadas on top of that, right? And then they have little pastries on the side too, which is dope, you know what I mean? So it's not just tamales, yo. When I say them empanadas hit, they hit. They hit. I think you had, uh, what, you make apple turnovers, right? So am I not mistaken or am I bugging? No, 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 we do. We do sell some pastries. We don't make them in-house. In we buy them from a, from a local bakery half a block from us. Oh, so, where? Uh, it's all it all it all stays in Hunts Point. We work with some of the local businesses there, help each other out. 
yeah, we buy the bread from above the rest bakery. And I think it's a great idea to work with other businesses because we can specialize in tamales and they make good bread. So put them together, works out. Yeah, we have, uh, so we, we specialize in tamales, but we have a full menu. Uh, it's a, like you said, we sell empanadas, four different types of empanadas, pastries, tamales, tamales presented in different ways. Tamal ranchero, you can add top, you can, you can get creative. You can order any tamale on the menu and you can get creative as much as you want. You can add crema fresca, cheese, pico de gallo. You can get as creative as, as you want. We have many options. And, uh, but yeah, that's our specialty tamales, but we also sell tacos, quesadillas. And uh, we did this because of where we are located. You know, as you learn more about business, you learn that you have to serve your community. And because of our location, we had to really um, take care of that community because we don't get a lot of food traffic in there. You know, most most days is the same people that goes to City Tamale, except for the people that we attract through social media and the exposure we get online. But most of our eighty percent of our guests are the the hardworking people of Hunts Point. Yo, but all right, so but it feels like the two times I've been there, right? It seems like it's nonstop. Yes, but it is like a constant pace. Like one person comes out, one person, in. one person out, one person in. Oh. So it's like it's like constant. It's like you think it's like oh you might be like oh it's slow. I'm like now, nah, but think about it. It's like constant. It's like one in, one out, one in, it, one out. It, it took us. It oh my god! Thank God we are. Thank God we built a a clientele already. But it took us a long time to to get to that point to this point where where you see people coming in and out. And uh, we are very grateful for that, but it took us a long time to get to this point. I remember when we started, when we first started the business, Jesus, we used to sell like $100 a day. Damn. <laughs> it, it, takes, it, takes, it takes a long time to build a good reputation doing anything because when you start in a business from zero, I didn't have any experience as a leader. I didn't have any experience uh, running a business. So it's a lot of things that come into play that you're not aware of. And uh, it's a lot of learning for sure. It's a big learning curve that you have to, you know, make your mistakes and learn from them. And that also, you know, it's the same with food, right? At the beginning, maybe the food wasn't so good. Now we continue to improve every day, every year, every week. And uh, yeah, and thank God you you came in when we were busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing, man. And then there's only one thing, right? So I'm like, your coffee, right? I was like, yo, I'm like, yo, if he had, I know, I know it's a stretch, B. I know it's hard to make cafe de olla. Yeah. That shit is, that shit's tedious. I don't know why, but that's the first thing I asked. Like, yo, you got cafe de olla? <laughs> no, we should have some cafe de olla. Maybe we'll make some cafe de olla tomorrow. Oh, yeah, word? No, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, there is, um, there's definitely room for a lot of improvement, for sure. Uh, yeah. but, but then again, that's just part of the process, you know. We get better with time. Yeah, you know, if you don't know, guys, Café de Olla, that is something else. It's good. I, lo I love Café de Olla, yeah. Some cinnamon yeah. in there, some orange peel in there, some um, piloncillo. Yeah, that, that little star joint, whatever the hell of that thing is called. Anise, anise, yeah. Anise, yeah. It, it just hits different, guys. If you ever get to experience Café de Olla, Give it a swirl. I'm sure you enjoy it. 
And you don't need you don't need milk. No, it's no, just dark. no milk. Just dark, and it gets you where you want to go, and it's just good. It's sugary as hell, though. It's sweet as hell. Yeah, it's, it's sweet as hell because <laughs> they make it with sugar, sugar cane, that little ball. But it's good. It's so damn good, guys. So damn good. Um, what is the best selling tamale, bro? Oh, uh, the best selling tamale is el, el el verde. El verde. Chicken salsa verde. That's our our best selling tamale. Nar narrojo. Yeah, I mean they all. I mean they all sell great. They just. But I think um, the chicken salsa verde is the the one that sells the most. But yeah, a lot of people orders the the pork tamale to the rojo. Yeah, my brother. We, that day we 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 ended up buying all the pork tamales and stuff. That day when we went out there, and it's crazy because it's like the little. So all right, just to give you the experience, guys. So once you come off, there's a bridge. You're gonna you once you get off the little bridge, right? I think you make a, a right. Yeah. Then you're gonna go all the way down. And you're gonna make a left. Once you get to a certain point, there's like a elephant. There's like an elephant sculpture you're gonna see. Yeah, on so. your right hand side, and I think once you get to the elephant sculpture, you're gonna make a left. If this is all industrial, it's like an industrial spot. It's nothing but like businesses there. Businesses, mechanic like. shops, factories, and uh, I mean I don't know if you know, but that's where all the produce and fish and meat comes from. Hold yeah. on. Yeah, that we are in the middle of the produce market. There is. There is, uh, I don't know, thousands of businesses there. And, you know, you have the whole produce and vegetable distribution there, the meat market, the fish market. It's a busy neighborhood, I guess. Oh, really? I didn't know that was the fish market right around there, yeah. bro. Because I've been dying to get some tuna. I want some yellowfin tuna. I, I don't think you're able to go in there and buy um, small amounts of fish. You have to buy them by the case. Sorry to tell you that. <laughs> uh, I had to get that damn whole fish and shit, the whole yeah, tuna. Yeah. You, nah. you like fish? Nah, I only like um uh no like boneless fish. So like salmon, uh, tuna, shark. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I've been to the, it's a it's a beautiful experience just to go in there and walk around the, the markets. You you learn a lot about you know the different industries in there. Nice. So so once you get to the elephant, right? Sorry, I gotta yeah. go back. You're gonna make a left if I'm not mistaken. You're gonna drive right, but just drive slow when you make that last left, because you might yeah. miss the spot. Is across the street from the gas station. Right, there is a, a there is a diesel diesel gas station right across from us. You can't yeah. you can't you can't miss it in Tamale. We have a big uh, painting out, outside. No, but if if you're not paying attention, bro, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You drive because that's what I did the first time. I was like, oh shit, my brother's like, yo, it's right there. I'm like, oh okay, cool, cool, cool. Hit the reverse, parked in, and they do have like parking little slots, guys. So don't worry, they have little parking slots. If anything, you double park, you run inside, get your joint, come back out. Yeah, we are we are located in the middle of nowhere. That's where um, destiny took us. You know, he wanted us to go there, and we just doing the, the the job. Like I told them, if you build it, they will come. But trust me, guys. Trust me, if you out here, you need to hit city tamales. And he tells me right that he has a second spot in the city. 
we closed it. Oh, we, you did? Yeah, we closed it because of COVID. Oh, so, shit. So we opened up our second location on 56th Street between 6th and 7th Avenue in early 2020. And that's when the pandemic started. Oh, damn, bro. I thought it was yeah. still on, man. Yeah, we were open for two months and then we had to shut it down because the rent was so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. The rent was 10 times what we pay in the Bronx. Damn, bro. That sucks, bro. Yeah, but it was a good learning. It was a good learning experience, you know. Sure, we did lose some, but we we won more. Nah, I don't blame you, yo. So now that in New York, right? We have a lot of laws passing. Some of them good, some of them bad. But there's one, there's one that we all wanted, right? And that was the legalization, right? <laughs> Cannabis. So they just opened the second shop today. If you guys don't know, and uh, I forgot Lower Manhattan, so they have two two this this uh distilleries. Am I saying that right? Dispensaries. Dispensaries. Thank you, bro. Distilleries is alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dispensaries. So now that we're getting into that 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 side of things, right? You ever thought about making an edible tamale? Yeah, of course, of course. Everybody wants to get in into the to the uh, weed industry, right? It's, yeah. it's where, that's where the money's at right now. But you got to be careful, right? You can't just make wheat tamales and, you know, just like that. You got to be careful how you do them. You don't want to kill people. You don't want to give them too much THC. But, yeah, I, I've been thinking about it. I actually spoken to people in the industry about building a brand around around weed, you know, edibles. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a growing market. There is a lot of opportunity there, for sure. What type of tamale, right? Would you think that would I mean, be? We can like it... so, so many. We can do a chocolate, a brownie tamale. You know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said my man just said a brownie we can, tamale. We can do. I don't know. We can do uh, Oreo, cookie, the... Oreo cookies, tamales. You changing uh, the game right now on me, right now, bro. <laughs> That's the thing about tamales. Tamales are so diverse. You have a, you can get as creative as you want. We just getting started. You know, we just getting started. We gonna as we grow, we gonna have more. Uh, I guess more better tools, more resources, and then we can get creative. We just getting started. There is a, a lot of opportunity for tamales in New York City and in in the United States in general. But now that you said, um, damn, bro, thought about bud and shit and your tamale and I blanked out because you said like cookies and cream in my head. That's what I thought, cookies and cream tamales and shit. But I never thought about actually looking at it in that way, like not not looking at them. Because when I think about tamales, I always think about the dulce, rajas, verdes, rojos, mole, right? Right. And then you have your bigger tamales, right? Now you have like your Oaxaca tamal, right? Yeah. Which those shits is incredible, guys. To be, you... to be honest, there is so many types of tamales, but not just in Mexico. Tamales are found all over Central and South America. You, you go to Honduras, you find tamales, Salvador, Guatemala, Nicaragua. Well, in Nicaragua, they have tamales, but they don't call them tamales. They call them... Uh, Nacatamales, if you go to uh, Ecuador, there's tamales, Peru, Dominicans have pasteles, which is basically the same thing. 
tamales are found all over. We just know them by different names. And of course, you know, if you go to the Dominican Republic, pasteles taste different because they're influenced by the people there, right? But mm-hmm. the concept of steaming, you know, of, of wrapping something with a leaf, like a corn husk or a banana leaf, it's it's something that you find all over, to be honest. Even Chinese people have something similar to tamales. Yo, not, now that we're getting into the whole tamale and everything, I'm pretty sure you know the tamale I'm going to talk about. I forgot what it's called, right? So growing up with my grandmother, right, I would help her make tamales, right? But she used to have this old school, like, um, grinder, right? She would pop it on the table. She would screw it on. And I used to have fun. I'm thinking, I'm just freaking playing. I'm just, I'm just, um, what you call it, spinning this this thing. She's putting the corn, right? But we cutting the corn, literally, we, we cutting the corn off the cob, right? We throw it in this machine. It, it splits the corn. So it takes the skin off. All you get is this tamal, this corn paste. Right. So you end up taking all that corn paste and then you put it into the tamale leaf. Yeah, the, yeah, I love those tamales. Yeah. What is that uh, called, bro? Uh well it's just tamales with uh with with uh yellow corn, but you got it, you're making them with fresh corn instead yeah. of using, you know, nistamal, you're using uh, you know, the corn that we use the corn that we put on fire and eat it with mayonnaise, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you use. So the product comes out different, right? It's, um, I love those tamales. It's a lot of work to make them, but definitely worth it for sure. Yo, those tamales, guys. And it's, and it's all right. So those how, things. How, how would you eat them? You Would, would you put sour cream and cheese yes. and salsa? Oof. Yeah. Yeah, crema mexicana. Yeah. Uh, sí. Una salsa verde y... Y queso. Some, yeah, queso, queso, queso no fresco, Oaxaca, fresco. queso fresco. So, yeah. And then on top of that, so depending on the generation, right? So I would eat queso fresco, right? But then when it came down to like my grandmother, my mother, they have this, this queso, this queso is called queso de suero. So translation is like sweat cheese, right? No, no, no. I think you're talking about requesón, right? Yeah, that shit no. that stinks like feet. Oh, no. Stinky cheese, yeah. yeah. Like stinky yeah. cheese, bro? I mean, to be honest, Mexico has so much, um, so many types of foods in everywhere. Mexico's a big country, and each of the 32 states has its own values and its own culture, its own, its own way of making food. If you go to this town, they make tamales this way. If you go to another town, they make tamales different. That's what makes tamales so interesting. And and because we live in New York, we can't even get more creative. Uh, you can pretty much stop anything in, in between a tamale, you know. You don't have any limitations. That's why we uh that's why we get carried away sometimes and make some, you know, tamales with Oreo cookies and a scoop of ice cream and uh some well, I'm just getting too creative now, but you know, there is Yo, bro. There is um there is opportunity for a lot of uh crazy ideas when it comes to tamales for sure. Now 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 he's bringing shit into my head now. Now next time I go get a tamal dulce from his shop, I'm gonna come back home, I'm gonna get that ice cream and I'm gonna pop it on top and call it a cake. <laughs> yeah, and to be and to be honest, that's one of the things we we uh we recommend to our to our guests. You know, 
if you really want to take care of your family, come in on Saturday morning before everybody gets up, come into the shop, buy a dozen tamales and surprise your family, you know, bring the tamales home, cook some bacons, cook some eggs, some home fries, and just, you know, do a quick brunch there. And now you have, I mean, I, to me, that's one of the best ways to show love to my family, right? And that's what we try to tell people, just, you know, surprise your family with some tamales, cook some eggs and some bacon, and boom, you're going to make your, their day for sure. Yo, but I was also telling him, right? I was like, yo, bro, you need to conquer Brooklyn, bro. You need to come out here. And I told them, I'm pretty sure y'all listening don't know what the hell Flatbush is. But a lot of people getting getting relocated around New York City, right? So because of gentrification, a lot of people moving around. So a lot of neighborhoods are changing, right? So Flatbush is, you know, I'm close to Flatbush right now. So I was telling him that the Spanish community, Baisas, Dominicans are moving in out here, right? And I could see his city tamales out here in Brooklyn be like, I could see him, right? Making like a jerk tamale, right? So he'll, he'll have the regular thing, but it'll be a jerk tamale, right? He'll smoke the, the, the jerk chicken and he could even probably get one of these local shops that make jerk chicken. Collaborate with them. And now you got you, jerk tamales. Now you put in together different cuisines into one tamale. You yeah, some... no, you're, you're absolutely right. There is so much opportunity for us in the future. But, you know, you, you got um, to enjoy the process. You can't, you can't rush things. Yeah, you gotta, I agree. You got to also try to keep balance of your personal and professional life. You know, it takes time to build brick by brick when you're starting from nothing. You know, it takes, it takes time. It takes a lot of learning. Uh, but then, yeah, for sure, we the loan. Uh, one one of our long term goals is to to do that to to open up a spot in Brooklyn, to open up many spots in Brooklyn, to continue to grow in New York and all over the country. Why not? We got to dream big, right? How's it, bro? Yeah. It's but we, um. But we also understand that it takes time. You don't course. build you don't build an empire overnight. It takes years. It takes a lot of years of discipline. Con, you know, consistent work. You you don't just wake up one day and decide to be the king of tamales and do it in one day. No, it takes many years. It takes many years. And if, and if you're able to be resilient and take all the, the good and the bad that comes with it, then I guess you deserve it, right, at the end of the day. But it takes years to build an empire, for sure. Damn right. And he already called it. He's, I'm going to be like tamale king on deck, B. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so, I'm writing a I'm writing a book called The King of Tamales, El Rey de los Tamales. Oh, where? Yeah, I'm I'm writing a book about my journey in the tamale industry. I'm, I'm writing a book about starting a business from zero with basically learning to do to build something without anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell my story and I'm gonna share it with everybody so that so that people can get inspired and 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 see somebody as them building something from nothing. I like that, bro. Yeah. So hopefully I'll, I'll finish it up soon and I'll, I'll send you a copy for free on me for sure. But, uh, you, you know, bro. I'm working on that. That's one of my projects. I don't know when it's, I don't know 
when it would be finished as we're speaking right now i guess i can you can say i'm writing it <laughs> but uh, you know it will be done for sure yeah and at the end of the day right i always talk to people about certain things right like uh i had this guy from oakland oakland union latinos i think it's damn bro i'm sorry bro i'm messing up your name is Oakland United Latinos, right? So he's Salvadorian, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Salvadorian y pupusas, right? Pupusas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's half pupusas, Mexican, yeah. half Salvadorian, right? So in the show, we spoke about it, right? I was telling him, like, yo, bro, you ever thought about making a pupusa taco? And he's like, nah. Yo, tell me how, bro. We throw this out into the universe, right? Uh-huh. And literally three weeks later, Fools, uh, the Fools community or Fools Gone Wild has this lady making a pupusa taco, bro. And I send it to him. I'm like, he's like, yo, that's funny, right? We were just talking about this shit, right? And now it it came to fruition. Cause I always talk about that. Like whatever you throw out in the universe, it's not just us, you know, speaking about this, right? And and you brought a very important point. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to cut no, you off. No, no, no. Go for it. But you know, that's why. That's exactly why I do what I do, because I don't want to. I don't want to have regrets when when I'm old, right? I don't want to be. Oh shit! I had an idea about building a tamale, a brand around tamales, and I didn't do it. But now I see it. This other guy did it. I should have done it, and I could have, you know, be one of the first ones to build a brand around tamales. That's why. You know, I took a big leap of faith and I, um, you know, it comes with a lot of responsibilities, but that's why I believe in what we do because uh, there's a lot of opportunities and I don't want to miss on those opportunities and I don't want to have regrets when I'm older. And, you know, like you said, you you you, you thought about making a taco with buses, the, the universe hurt you and somebody else did it. <laughs> Word, they made it happen because my thing is they have like this um Salvadorian, Mexican, American infused spot, right? Uh-huh. And where it's located, right? It's it's in the it's it's good for foot traffic, but it's bad for driving. Cause if I try to stop there, it's like damn, bro, like where am I gonna park? So and then the the is on a main avenue, so it's on Bushwick Ave. And then on the street, parallel parking is like narrow. So you can't even double park. So it's like, damn, I always wanted to go over there and be like, yo, bro, can you make me a pupusa? But add taco into it, like a taco. Just make it a little bit bigger so I could hold it. Mm-hmm. And I never got a chance, but eventually I'm going to get there one day. You know what I mean? Once they have alternate side parking, I'll time it and I'll head inside and shit and be like, yo, can you make this shit? Because it don't hurt, you know what I mean? Sometimes, like you said, you take ideas from your customers. You got to listen to your customers. And I guess when it comes to food, that's one of the things that I love about New York, you know. You, can, uh, you, can't, be, you can't do this in, in a small town in Mexico, you know. You're going to have Mexican food every day, but because we live in New York, we're able to, to learn about different foods and different cultures and you have the freedom to to do things like that, right? Put a taco and a pupusa together. Just because we live in New York, we have all that, all those opportunities. Yeah. All right. So, besides tamales, we're gonna go to you, bro. Uh, 
So before you started the show, you hit me off. My man had a little three mile run. He's running with a team. He has a little crew he runs with, which is dope. You know what I mean? I I don't run. I lift up weights. I'm like the Planet Fitness commercial. I pick up and I put down. Well, uh, listen to uh, to this. So you know when you run a business, whether you like it or not, you are a leader. You are either a good leader or, or a bad leader, but regardless, you lead in a team. You are the head of the team, right? So to be a great leader, you have to be a great leader inside the job and out and outside and outside the job, right? You can't just come into work and be a good leader just because just while you're working. No, it's, it's gotta be in all aspects of your life. I can't be a good leader if if, if I'm not healthy. I can't be a good leader. If, I, if I'm not mentally stable, right? So, like I said before, you know, I'm not trying to rush anything in terms of business. I'm not trying to build an empire in two days. I'm trying to live a balanced life, I'm trying to take care of myself while building a business. Because if I don't do that, then what's the, what's the purpose of working so hard, right? What's the purpose of building an empire if you're gonna die tomorrow? Because you didn't take care of, you didn't take care of your health because you just so focus on working and building and forgot about yourself. So it's all about balance. It's all about being a good leader inside the job. And, and most importantly, when you're not at the job, when you in the, in the other activities that you do outside of work. And it, it's really important because people notices, you know, if they see you, if they see you doing good things, you give him a reason to do the next great thing, right? But if they see you fucking up, getting late to work, smoking pot at work, I I, I do smoke, but not when I, I work. I, I you know I've been smoking since I was since I was 15 years old, but I don't I don't smoke when I'm I'm at work. You know, I try to come in as sober as I can, try to come in with a smile, and I run because it helps me. It helps my my health and it motivates my guys to, you know, I think it's better for them to see their leader running after eating 10 tamales than, you know, going to sleep after eating 10 tamales. So, and you know, it, it, it also makes me feel like Superman after I run every time I feel great. I feel like I can do anything. Yo, but still bro. Um, have you done marathons? No, I haven't. I will at some point. At this moment, I'm doing all the marathons. I'm, I'm running the Tamale Marathon right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel no, you, bro. I will. I will at some point. It's come across my mind. But right now, my priority is doing the best I can every day with, in terms of business. And, you know, run as much as I can, but, but, but not overdo it so that I, I can't perform my work because I, I run too much. But yeah, for sure, yeah, that's one of the goals to to run a marathon at some point. But it takes dedication. Running a marathon is not it's not something that you do overnight. It takes a lot of training. It takes a lot of discipline. It's like anything. It's like anything good in life. It takes discipline. I was telling you earlier that my brother cuts hair, and he he's one of the best barbers I know. He charges like sixty dollars for a haircut. That's because he deserves it. Yeah, he's been in the industry for so many years that his his customers don't just go to him because he cuts great. 
here he they go to him because they he built a relationship with them they know he knows all of them by name he's seen he's seen their kids from when they were babies till now that they're they're young adults teenagers so yeah it's uh anything good in life takes a lot of discipline and hard work and repetition and practice and all of these other words i can't remember right now <laughs> <laughs> that's all good yo but Talking about your brother being a barber, bro. That's wild, especially in New York, bro. Like, if you if you grew up in New York, right? Barbers yeah. make a lot of money, David. Believe it or not, barbers make a lot of money. You can make money in anything that you do, really. But you but but you gotta be the best at it. If you're gonna cut hair, you're gonna be the best barber. If you're gonna make tamales, you gotta be the king of tamales. If you're gonna, I mean, can I speak? Uh, now go ahead, bro. I mean, if you're gonna be a prostitute, you gotta be the best prostitute. That's how you're gonna make money, right? That, yeah. In anything that you do, if you're gonna make, if you're gonna do nails, be the best at doing nails. That's why. That's how you're gonna get people's trust. That's how you're gonna get repeat customers because you're good at what you do. It's. I, I think it's the same approach for anything in life. If you decide to make tamales, well, try to make good tamales. You know, continue to improve every day. I see my, I respect my brother so much because ever since I remember, ever since he was a little kid, 12 years old, he used to cut my hair. He's been cutting hair for over 20 years. That's why he he's allowed to charge his customers what he wants because they not just getting a haircut, they getting a little bit of his time, right? He he serves as a as a connector, right? People from all walks of life come into his chair. He he talks to them. He's he knows them by name. He knows what they're going through. They share their burdens, right? Their problems. They so yeah. It's it, it's um it's dedication to to your craft to your customers because at the end of the day, you know that's what, that's what who pays, right? Damn right. It's, but the whole thing for me, right? Mm-hmm. Being a Mexican barber in New York is hard, bro. Like me personally, right? Why? Why do you say? Why do you think being a Mexican barber in New York is hard? Yo, bro, because when it comes down to to being a barber in New York, bro, if I walk into the barber shop, right, this is when I was younger. Now I don't really go to the barber shop like that, because I, I don't I don't see a reason to be getting my hair cut. Because you're already married, you have yeah. it's okay. <laughs> don't worry exactly, about it. I'm uh, off the market, so I'm uh, like whatever. Don't worry about it. I'm the same way. My bar, my brother's a barber, but I get ten dollar haircuts. Nah, <laughs> I, I I get twenty dollar haircuts because my brother's all the way in Brooklyn. I want to go to Brooklyn to get a haircut. He won't charge me, but I want to go to Brooklyn. It's an hour to go to Brooklyn. Yo, that's another thing I was telling him earlier that if you live in New York, right, and being from the Bronx, you consider uptown. So people from uptown will come to Brooklyn, and Brooklyn will go to uptown. And it's hard to get people from either 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 side, right, to come visit. It has to be for something. We're not traveling all the way up there for nothing. They're not traveling all the way down for nothing. And every time you travel down here or we travel up there, it's like, oh, this happened. Like, this is why I don't like coming out here. But it's just hilarious how that shit works. I love I love all, all boroughs, Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx. It, it, it's 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 deep you know it's it's it takes up over an hour to get from brooklyn to to the bronx or you know from the bronx to brooklyn especially but, uh, traffic 
traffic. Yeah, yeah. Especially Driving or, or the train takes time for sure. But you know, you got the I'll, FDR. As I was telling you earlier, you know, each borough has their own personality. I love, I love Brooklyn and I love the Bronx for sure. That's my hometown. You know, that's where I live. I love the, even though you know a lot of crazy shit seems to happen <laughs> in the Bronx. I love the people in the Bronx, bro. I feel like that. I feel at home. Yeah, I, I I lived in Astoria for like, for a little bit. Yeah, and I felt like an outsider. It's it's beautiful, sure. There's restaurants around there, but I just gotten used to the Bronx. I you know I love the vibe in the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, man. This is you know everybody. We get used to where you live. You know what I mean. You get immune to your your surroundings. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm gonna touch base on the whole barbershop thing, right? Cause that sideline. Um. So growing up, right, I would go to the barber, but now as I'm older, right, I would ask the barber, I'm like, yo, where you from? If the barber told me anything besides Dominican, I have to next your ass, bro. You wouldn't get a haircut for, from anybody else but Dominicans? Yeah, I'd be like, yo, you Dominican? No, nah, I wouldn't even ask them. Like, yo, where you from, B? Oh, I'm Puerto Rican. Nah, B, I come back. Yeah, Dominicans, like, Dominicans are great with hair. They, yo, when it comes out to the whole barbershop game, so people are are specific, especially me, right? I'm older and stuff. So like myself, my generation, right? We were very picky on our barbers, right? Like when it comes down to certain people, they like to get their hair cut with this race or this type of person, right? Because they know their hair. Right. Yeah. Each type of hair is different. and. Here's a story, right? So I got my hair cut once from, from a Mexican dude, right? Recently, right? Yo, my man killed it, right? In um, Williamsburg. Killed the shit, bro. I never, I never give nobody my info. But I felt like, yo. And I remember the guy's name. That's how much he left an imprint in my head, bro. His name was Carlos. Mexican dude chunky and shit. I was like, yo, bro, you fucking did an amazing job, bro. And I told him, like, bro, normally I wouldn't cut my hair with you. He's like, what you mean? I'm like, you you Mexican, B. I don't do that. Like, you either Dominican or I'm not going. My brother started laughing. Like, why would you tell the fool that? I'm like, bro, why am I going to make this shit up? I'm going to tell him how it is, right? So he's like, all right, cool. I'm like, it was a, it was a $60 haircut, right? So I tipped him as well. And afterwards, I was like, yo, hit me up, bro. Because he told me he was just holding down somebody's spot. He was just working there for um, for somebody. He was like technically just holding it down while the other guy was on doing an or vacation. And I was like, all right, bro. I'm like, I like how you cut my hair, bro. I'll, I'll continue coming with you. I'm like, and if you move out to a different barbershop, I'll, I'll follow you. you. Yeah, I'll follow you. Because there's multiple times me growing up, I would stick with one barber for a real long time. Because you get used to it, you know what I mean? That's your boy, you end up having, like you said, you, you build I used that. to be like that. I used to be like that when I was younger. And I, I do get what you're saying, you know, and that's why they're allowed to charge $60 for a haircut because they, they're good at what they do. When you're good at something, people don't mind paying for good service, for good products. That's how you differentiate yourself from others. And that's what I was telling you earlier, you know. Uh, to make money at something, you got to be good at, at, at that, you know? 
Nah. And this is where I come to this point, right? So I ended up going back to the barbershop. I'm looking for this dude, right? So there's two guys in the barbershop. I'm not gonna put the, the name of the barbershop out there because they big, you know, they they they're 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 an establishment, they're well known in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. So I went back to the barbershop and I asked the workers the two barbers inside there. I was like, yo, bro, I'm looking for Carlos, right? And he's like, yo, he don't work here no more. I'm like, what you mean? I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, damn, bro. I'm like, the fuck I do? Like, you coming at me like I did some shit wrong to you, right? So one of them was like, yo, you want to get your hair cut with me? I'm like, nah, B, I'm looking for Carlos. Like, that's who I came for. I came for Carlos. Oh, you can't come? So the other one got upset, and he's like, oh, oh, so you can't you can't cut your hair with us? I'm like, nah, bro. I'm like, I told you I came looking for specifically for this dude. I'm like, if I wanted to cut my hair with you, I would have been like, all right, I'll sit down on your chair. But I'm like, you coming mad aggressive, B. Like, relax. I'm like... I was willing to give Carlos my another $60 because I like the service. Now you coming out your face and you're going to charge me $60 to sit on your chair now, B. We ain't doing this. I'm like, I'll go back to the hood. And like you said, I pay 10 or 20 bucks. And when I go to the barbershop by my house, right, I get a shape up. Yo, I'm probably the easiest person to get a shape up because you can't even tell I got a haircut, right? So I'm up to the point where I get a shape up with the machine and I tell the barber, don't worry about the... um. The hot towel, don't worry about putting alcohol in my face. Just do the machine, trim it, and leave me alone. It's $10 for the shape up. I end up giving him either 15 or 20 sometimes, right? And he was like, for real? I'm like, yeah, bro. I'm like, yo, when I get a haircut, like a regular haircut, I'd be like, just give me, if I have long hair, I'd be like, in the bottom, like a fade, I'd be like, let me get a five and don't, nothing on the top, right? But he's like, yo, it don't even look like I cut your hair. I'm like, bro, to me, I know you cut my hair. I feel good. But he's like, yo, I only trim like nothing. I'm like, bro, leave it like that. I'm like, you know, you know, that's funny that you mentioned that. That's how interesting is a relationship between a barber and, and his customers. Yeah. You know, it's all about building relationships. You know, it's all about providing great service. That's, that's why you went back to Carlos because Carlos made you feel great, right? Yeah. He he knew how to read you, you know. As, as that's one thing about a, any business, you know. You gotta be able to read your customers, all right. This this person wants to talk. This person wants to talk. This person doesn't want to talk. He wants to be left alone. He wants his tamales. He wants he wants to go. He don't want to chat with you. You gotta be able. It takes years to learn those your skills to read your customers. Carlos understood. He understood that assignment for sure. Yeah, he did, bro. I was like, yo, it's like that's why when you say your brother got a barbershop in my head, I'm like, y'all probably go check out your brother because I like to find somebody I'm willing to just pay and be like, all right, bro, just do this. And that day, right, is the first time I ever got a haircut and didn't put my hat on. That's how that's how good the haircut was, huh? Yeah, that shit that shit was official, bro. That shit was official tissue. Normally, bro, when I go to my regular barber. Gives me a shape up, pop my hat on. I'm like, all right, bro. I'm like, you right there, bro. I'm like, I'm like, you know how I am. I'm like, I'm put my hat on. Sometimes he does a crazy good job and shit when I get a good haircut, but I still put my hat on. I'm like, I'm like, I ain't walking nowhere. I'm coming literally home. It's like fucking two minutes away from my crib. So I'm like, I ain't gonna stress that out. I used to be like that. I used to care about the haircut, but now I don't. <laughs> I, I I cut my own hair no, last time. As we get older, that's what it is, bro. As we get so older, the, the we thing lose is that, that shit. 
the thing is that I have so many other responsibilities and I'm not, I'm not in the dating situation right now. I'm not, you know, I'm worried about, I'm worried, I'm worried about generating enough revenues to pay my bills, to continue to grow. Uh, you know, my, um, my brothers uh, joke sometimes that all I wear is blue jeans and black t-shirts because, you know, I'm not, that's not my priority right now. I, I'm, my priority is not to look uh, the most handsome guy. I just want to look like a regular, you know, guy. But I, my, my priorities are, you know, building city tamale right now. I'm not too crazy about my hair. <laughs> I don't blame you, bro. I, I feel you, bro. I literally feel you because I'm the same way. I back in the day, bro, in high school and shit, I used to be one of them characters getting a haircut every week, bro. I had to look suave. Yeah. I had to, I had to, I had to be that 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 suave dude. I had to be that crispy and shit. I had to get make sure my shirt was nice, no wrinkles. Even though it was a t shirt, I ironed my shit. Have the little um split on my jeans and shit. For what? <laughs> you know, now, now we go through have, that stage. Yeah, I used to buy um two hundred dollar jeans. Now I go to uh, Burlington and get the thirty dollar jeans. That, you know. <laughs> You know, as as you grow older, you learn to prioritize other more important things in your in your life, right? Yeah, it's true. Um, so like, I still, you know, I still like my Jordans, but sometimes I end up buying like some murals, something more comfortable, a pair of, um air bro air um Allbirds. Or now, a pair of... now it's not about looking good. Now it's about being comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it it sure is. It's about being um practical. Yeah. It's, it's not longer about looking. Yeah, I understand. You know, sometimes you want to look, but I'm like, I got into a point. It's like I don't really care, man. I really don't care what you think. I I did it, and I understand some people like, bro, but you still got to look presentable. I'm like, bro, I'm taking. Like, who the no. hell am I got to impress? No, no, that's right too. You know, you got to look presentable. First impressions do count, but uh, you know, I I am so much more than how I look. But but yeah, for sure, you know, you look good, they treat you better. I I won't I won't deny that, you know, people treat you as 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 you as they see you. If you look all raggy, they're gonna treat you different. If you look sharp and and well maintained and clean and you know, they're gonna treat you different. But you know, sometimes you just gotta take a break from from that and and focus your energy towards other things. Nah, but nowadays, bro, the way the youth is dressing, bro, we fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> you see how the yo the youth be dressing? Wow, like I'm like, bro, you really you this is how you coming out your house? But I'm like, hey, I fit in. I, I you know everybody has like that whole '90s grungy look. So I'm like, all right, cool. I guess I fit in with these kids over here. I'm like, even though that's just the way I dress now, I'm not trying to be, you know, just. Wearing like khakis. I just learned about khakis, bro. I just started wearing them shits. I, I realized how comfortable khaki pants are. Yeah, mm. I, I don't wear khakis. I like blue jeans. I stick to blue jeans. That's it. Oh, but... Not khakis. I mean, sorry, bro. Chinos. 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 Yeah, it's the same material. I think khakis, chinos, the same oh. material. Yeah, very similar. Them no, yeah. comfortable as hell. Yeah, no. Uh, things definitely change as we, as we get older, as we mature, as we, you know just have different priorities at different, you know, times in our, in our life. 
Yeah, we look at stuff way different and stuff, guys. Yeah. Even even the way you eat, right? Like, I would love to taste his tamales rojos, right? But there's something in my genetics that is, like, gets passed down. Like, at a certain age, our body can't take pork, right? You can't eat pork? Nah, bro. Like, yeah, it, I never heard that before. Yeah, bro. Like, I could, I, I'll eat it, right? But I'll be, like, gassy, bro. It'll make me run. I'll have the runs. Yo, bro. <laughs> Yo. It, it got to a point, right? So I like Dominican fruit, right? Uh-huh. And they have habichuelas, right? And the habichuelas, I make it with pork. They'll put yeah. like the pork foot inside, right? Uh-huh. Yo, if I eat habichuelas, bro, yo, that exhaust pipe be wild and be. I'd be clearing out the room. Yeah. So now, if I and I love pork, like I love pork. Like people don't like people that know me know me and find out that I don't eat it no more. It's like, oh, you Muslim? I'm like, nah, bro, I'm not Muslim. I just can't, my body can't take it no more. Like it can't. Like if I eat it, it messes me up. But chicharron, yo, chicharron used to be my shit, bro. Um uh what, what's the other one? Um the other Puerto Rican dish with pork? Um oh, with the shredded pork. Oh man, I'm down. Pernil. Pernil, yo. Pernil. Pernil, bro. That shit is heaven, bro. Just talking about it, man. I I remember those days. I even cut down on bacon. I'm like, yo, I'm good. So what do you eat? Just white meat and I just eat uh chicken, beef, fish. Yeah, just not the best, not I don't eat the best animal anymore. (laughs) <laughs> that's the best like i don't care what nobody says pork is divine bro <laughs> it's divine pork bro just my body don't you know i oh chuletas bro with the um with the orange seasoning from goya uh-huh that's just so good that's just my, I, I, my mom my you know we, i do eat pork but my mom never cooked pork at home Oh, word. For some reason, yeah, we never cook pork at home. I do eat pork now, but not a lot. But I, I do love pork, yeah. It's, it's got a very different taste from any other animal. Yo, rice and ham too, bro? Yeah. See, bro? But yeah, I just can't, you know, I just can't, I can't dive in that swine. <laughs> yeah, no, our, our, our pork tamales sell very well, yeah. We, we make them with uh, slow-roasted slow roasted pork shoulders we do our own marinade you know in mexico we use different condiments and different ingredients but yeah they're pretty good and then we we make them with the wajillo sauce goes together very well yeah my brother told me them shits was good he liked them hell's yeah bro my brother's wife she ate them like three like that's why i said like your tamales are soft after three days after three days, they're still soft. Like you, you pop them, you heat them up, and they're still good. Like you don't understand, guys. Like traditional Mexican tamales are not soft after that many days. They, how, they, do you, how do you heat them up on the on the comal or microwave them? How you did it? Uh, they do the boil, so you okay, put it, okay. you re-steam it, re-steam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best way. That's why they taste so good because, uh, you know, you you put in. Moist into the tamale again. Yeah, that's yeah. the best way to do it. For sure. Damn, that shit is so good. But 
with that said, bro, any any closing any closing lines you want to hit everybody with, bro? Yeah, well, just wanted to say thank you for um allowing me to uh, you know thank you for allowing me to be here with you and sharing my story with you. Uh, I always try to take advantage of any opportunities that I get to spread the word about what we do at City Tamale. And I just want to invite everybody to to come visit us. And uh, if you haven't tried tamales, maybe this is this is a sign for you to visit us soon. And and just you know, let us know that you know you came because you watch David's uh, podcast or you listen to it, and we'll we'll set you up for sure. Hook you up, make you something nice. Yo, word! Look at this right here, guys. I'm I'm scrolling to the day page right now as he's giving his finals. Oh, yeah, you can uh, if you go to our website. You can order directly from us. We also offer our food through other services like Dave is showing right now. We are on Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash. I I just want to point out very quickly, you know, for any small businesses out there, you know, it's it's very important for us to have a a website. Can you refresh it? I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm doing, we're working on the website still. You know, it's got some problems loading up but you know as i was saying it's very important for for businesses to have a website because that's where everybody's at these days you know oh uh, this is literally the address guys if you're looking at it right here their time oh, oh you're closed on sundays i didn't know that yeah so like you said we are in an industrial neighborhood so monday to friday that's when people comes to work on the weekends it's pretty bad around there so that's why we decided to you know, to close on Sundays and uh, try to do our best Monday to Friday. And on Saturdays, we are open from 8 to 3. And they also do catering. We do catering. You can order it directly from us. If you go to, um, you go to uh, order now, prefer. Yeah, yeah. Can you do that for me, please? Go to order now up there. Uh, to your. Uh, oh, right, right here. Got it. Right there. You know, we. Uh, Pretty easy to order from us, you know. Right here, you choose if you pick an up, you, you want it to delivery. Uh, we offer ten percent off when you order from the our catering menu. Uh, you can see the code right there. So this is our menu. This is what we offer. These are the different types of tamales we we have available on a daily basis. And uh, so we got the tamales there. And if you scroll down, you can see the rest of our menu. We do try to pay close attention to, you know, how we write descriptions, the pictures we upload. It's very important to have a strong, you know, presence online these days. Um, that's how people find you. Uh, so we do pay, you know, we do spend some time working on our online presence for sure. And, uh, try to set up systems in place so that it's easy for people to order from us. Yeah, guys, so just know, look. So here's the catering menu. If you order from our catering menu, you get 10% off and we sell the tamales by the dozens. Uh, you can buy any of the toppings, salsa verde, pico de gallo. You can buy them by the ounce. You can buy them by the quarter. And if you scroll down a little bit more, we also created some family packages for oh. families of six. Oh, right here. Yeah. 
For example, the first package, you get 12 tamales and three different toppings. So you get to choose 12 different tamales. And then you choose some, some toppings, you know, to go along with your tamales. Okay, have you got any special instructions right here? Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, I, I love our, our um, the, the POS we use. It's pretty, you know, seamless, uh, easy to use. If you need the big boy party right here, you got 36. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you having friends over. Um, just, Yo, the, um, the, the Super Bowl's coming, guys. This show's going to be on before the Super Bowl, yeah. so. Tamales are, are perfect for that type of scenario. No, How, I know you you probably have to use like a Grubhub to, to, or a different to get out here to Brooklyn, right? Oh, so if you order from the catering menu, uh -huh. I'll, okay. per I'll personally deliver to you anywhere in the city. Oh, where? Yeah, yeah. We'll just charge you a small fee for gas, but you know, like I said, you know, we try to take us, you know, advantage of any opportunities, you know, we have, uh, yeah, we deliver all the way to Brooklyn. It has to be, you know, certain hours. Maybe I wouldn't do it at 12. You know, maybe I wouldn't do it in midday, but I'll, I'll get to you at the end of the day. I'll bring you tamales for dinner for sure. You heard that, guys. He'll personally deliver them tamales. Yeah, yeah. You'll, still, be, you'll see still, him bring your tamales to your door. We're still hustling like we did on day one. You can't stop hustling because, you know, because grew a little bit you have to continue to hustle you know harder than before you heard that right you heard that yo you see this is the best part when the business is growing right you get to interact with the owner you get to you know have that one-on-one -on -one feel right there's nothing bad becoming big right it's just beautiful to see the start right and then where it ends up right but when you first interact at the beginning, is always is always going to be a, a better experience. Not to say that when they're big is not the same, but is more of a one on one. Because now when the establishment is bigger, it's harder to probably get in contact with him because he has so much going on. It's going to be way more busier. Things change, you know. As, yeah. as, as I guess as you grow, you have other responsibilities and maybe it's not that they don't want to talk to you they just have so much on their plate that you know their time is better invested doing something else even though if they're smart these days content is everything you know content 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 so that i'm still i still have plenty of time to do any interviews or anything like that yo especially with him i do like his um when he does his little stories and stuff and I, I enjoy it because that is a way to spread the message of his company, yeah. right? Yeah. Thank you for uh, for uh, speaking about that. So if you follow me online, citytamale.com, I'm trying to, this new year, 2023, I'm trying to bring different type of content. I'm trying to give you raw stories, how, how it is. I'm, I'm trying to show you how I built while I'm building my one of my goals this year is to build in public. I want to share you. I want to share with you the good and the bad about running a business. If you, um, if you're someone that's starting a business or that 
or if you're thinking to start a business, definitely uh, recommend you to follow me on, on, on Instagram or Facebook. I'm always uh, sharing stories about, you know, different issues that I face on a daily basis. And I try to tell you about my journey. Hopefully that helps one person. If, you know, if one person can benefit from my stories, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I completely agree. Go follow City Tamales on Instagram. Don't forget to go get your order from City Tamales. Um, don't forget, you got them parties coming and shit. Yeah. Order in advance. We got Dia de la Candelaria for all the Latinos. You know, if, if, oh, you, yeah. cut up, if you cut up the Rosca de Reyes and you got the Muñequito, you got, you know, you, you got to bring tamales to the next meeting on February 2nd. So if you... If you have that responsibility and if you, if you don't know how to make tamales, I don't know what you're waiting for. Just give us a call. Yo, we'll hook you up. up. We'll set you up, yeah. But hit them up. You got your tamales on deck. And trust me, I I don't know how 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 many times I'm going to say I sound like a broken record, <laughs> but his tamales do taste different. I don't care what nobody says. He says it's nothing crazy. I'm like, nah, B, your tamales is different. Your tamales are way different. My brother said the same thing. And I, I think, you know, you might be right. I mean, like I said, they're not, there's nothing special about them. We just care about what we do and we care about food. We wouldn't serve it if, if we weren't okay with it. You know, we wouldn't serve it if it wasn't delicious to us. Yeah, he's being us. modest, guys. He's being mad <laughs> modest. But I'm going to leave him at that. Thank you, bro, for coming on. And if you want to ever pop on and stuff, let me know. We we do this again. And yeah. Go follow City Tamales. Don't forget, get your order on. And to the next one. Thank you for the opportunity, David. It was my pleasure uh, being here with you, sharing my story. Thank nah, you same so much. thing here, bro. Thank you again. I, I hope it came out good because...